Hey, and welcome to the CCWC podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to be part of today's message. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, and deepens your faith in Jesus. Enjoy the message. About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judea, David's town for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiance, who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the hostel. There were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angel stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A savior has just been born in David's town, a savior who is Messiah and master. This is what you're to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the shepherds talked it over. Let's go to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angel had said about this child. All who heard the angels were impressed. And Mary kept these things to herself, holding them dear deep within herself. The shepherds returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly as they'd been told. Deliver will soon deliver you. 
Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to the blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, the face of God Oh Mary did you know The blind will see the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect limb in the sleepy child you're holding is the great I Good morning. <laughs> Merry Christmas. This morning, uh, I'm not sure if you all know this, but each uh, week before service, I have the blessing of praying with a group of gentlemen about the service, and they pray for me specifically, the opportunity that God has given each one of us today to come into his presence and to worship together. And at the end of the prayer, the person who prayed this week just said, just quickly and briefly but intentionally, happy birthday, Jesus. And I thought, at a birthday party, certainly you want every guest to feel comfortable. You want every guest to even have something. Many times you go to a birthday party and there's favors that are passed out. But the birthday party certainly is about the person who was born. May today be an opportunity for us not to forget about the purpose for this holiday, the purpose for this celebration, which is Jesus, the birth of the King, the coming of the Messiah, the one that we worship, the one who's granted us the opportunity to experience life and light 
and life abundant. And so while I do say Merry Christmas, and I hope that we all have a wonderful holiday, may we celebrate his birth above all else. Well, as I share this devotional thought this morning, I'm going to do so beginning with just a bit of information uh, that uh, you probably recognize in yourself. And this information is one that is going to come as a little bit of a confession. I don't know everything. Anybody there? You guys are there? Yeah, Steve, we know you don't know everything. You, you can maybe admit that you don't know everything as well. And I certainly learn things uh, um, really on a daily basis. Several weeks ago, I shared uh, with you something that some of you didn't know, which was that one of my favorite candies or one of my favorite snacks is a Snickers bar. And then I found out something that I didn't know before, which is that these exist. Uh, Family from the church saw fit to make sure that I had a full lifetime supply of my favorite candy, and they left this on my porch with a card and a well wish and uh, just a maybe, I, I don't know what else besides the fact of just saying, okay, here's some sugar, we think you need a little bit of energy, here you go. And my youngest child held it next to himself and said, this candy bar is almost as tall as me, and I thought, what a wonderful sight. So thank you for this, thank you for the new knowledge, and thank you for the opportunity to be able to discuss really what it means to learn something new. Is it okay if I put this next to a manger? Is that sacrilegious? I'm just going to set it right there, more of a reminder than anything else. Certainly as we step into this season, there are traditions we do annually, there are things that we know, things that we go about on an annual basis. It's interesting, as we sing this song, or as we hear this song sung, this song that we've heard many times about Mary, and the question of whether she did know, there is some controversy with this song, and certainly I can tell you, and I'll be honest about this as well, that the song is both intriguing and annoying to me. And I say that because I do like the song, but at the same time, I'm a logical thinker, and I'm a person that goes to Scripture, and if you look at Scripture, well, you can see, obviously, that Mary knew. She knew that it was the Messiah. The angel came and told her. In fact, our key passage for today comes from Luke chapter 1, and I'm going to read these verses. You can follow along on the screen. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. This is kind of the precursor to what uh, Lynn shared with us earlier uh, with, the, with the gospel uh, birth story. It says in verse 26, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Mary, the one in the song that we were asking the question, did she know all of these things? The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Continuing on, Luke shares this. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And here are some detailed instructions. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, he will, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? 
The angel answered, the Lord, or excuse me, the Holy Spirit will come to you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who has said to, to be uh, unable to conceive in, in the, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. And here's the response. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word, be, may your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. And so as a logical thinker and someone, as I would hear that song, typically it'd come on the radio or I'd hear it come through a playlist. I'd hear it and I'd think, well, of course she knew and I'd move on, right? Let's listen to Jingle Bells. <laughs> but certainly as we dig deeper into this passage, we recognize that the question is far deeper than simply did she know that she was going to be the one to bring forth, the, the vessel to bring forth this baby, this Messiah into the world. Some things to note, Mary was living her life, nothing special, nothing really going on in her life, nothing noteworthy. She wasn't somebody famous. She wasn't of of royal descent. She wasn't somebody that you would come to and, and ask questions of. She was simply just a person that was living her life in simplicity. No scandals, nothing else going on. Another thing to note in this passage, we see that God humbly and intentionally called upon her. He came to her and said, you are favored you are one that, wants to, that, that God wants to use, and with your desire and your willingness, you step forward in this, we will see God's plan fulfilled. Additionally, we see that Mary listened attentively. And certainly, if we find ourselves in the same place, sometimes it's hard to hear God. I, I venture to say that if the angels show up in your living room, it's going to be easier to hear God. That's not always the way that it's going to work, but certainly in this case, Mary listened attentively as God spoke, as the angel shared, as God shared through the angels this message of importance, of great importance in her life. The passage also shares that God sent the power of the Holy Spirit to this woman who was finding herself in a difficult place with this difficult news, but certainly news that was noteworthy. And then finally, and this is probably the most profound and important part for us specifically as believers in Jesus, as disciples who are attempting to try to follow God and learn from Him and glorify Him and grow in relationship, Mary responded fearfully but intentionally with a simple yes. Yes. In fact, that last verse reads like this, I am the Lord's servant. There was no excuse. There was no other detail. There was no other, I've got to do this first, or there's, let me just do this and I can follow you. But instead, she was exclusively the servant of God. Certainly, she knew the details, and we recognize that here as the angel highlighted those things for her to understand as this scared woman who is attempting to try to step into something much larger. But here's the response to the question that as I've thought more about the question of the song, here's the response that I've come up with. She knew that she was going to be the mother of the Messiah, but she probably at that point didn't realize or recognize the vast impact of the child that she was to bring into the world. She probably didn't know that now in this setting, uh, 2,022 years later, that there was going to be a group of people gathered in this place or joining online that were going to be hearing the gospel about the child that she would be instrumental in bringing into the world. 
She probably didn't know about all the miracles that Jesus would do. She probably didn't know about all the things that would be written about him. She probably didn't know about all the lives that would be changed, transformed, and brought forth in this new way of experiencing the light because of her simple act of obedience, her simple yes to the question, will you follow? Will you be my hands and feet? Will you be salt and light? Will you be my mouthpiece to the world? She probably didn't know the impact of the sacrifice that she was going to make and the impact of the sacrifice that her child was going to make as an adult three decades later. And so as we listen to this song, and perhaps as you listen to it, maybe you do so the same way I do with maybe some intrigue. Maybe, maybe you're a little bit annoyed, which that's okay to admit. We hear the same Christmas songs every year, and sometimes I think about the words and I think, I don't even know what this means. But certainly, we can listen to this song and recognize the fact that, yes, she knew the detail, but maybe she didn't always know the impact. And there's things in life that it's okay that we don't know all the details. In fact, there's things in life that it's okay that we don't know all the most important and, and, and the facts to it because we know the one who does. We serve a God who is all-powerful. We serve a God who has all things, who, who, who all things pass through, but we also serve a God who is all-knowing, who knows every detail and knows everything about you. And certainly where we sit and what we do, he knows everything about us and he still loves us. So three things I want to ponder, three things to, to quickly look at that can not be known. The first thing as we look at is this, Mary didn't fully know. She didn't know, certainly, that the time wasn't perfect or wasn't right. In verse 26, it says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a na man named Joseph, a descendant of David. And here we see the setting, we see it kind of, if you're, if you're looking at it in a pictorial form, you see everything zooming in on this young girl, and certainly in this place, she wasn't out trying to do something, she wasn't trying to make it you know, for herself, instead she was simply just available. And as we look at the core, the understanding of God's desire for us, it isn't necessarily one for us to, to put ourselves in a position or anything along those lines, it's just to be available for Him. Despite her circumstances, her life was planned out. In verse 27, it, it literally says that she was pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, and their life was to, go, to begin to start together. Things were, were really in order. Everything was supposed to happen the way it was supposed to happen. And while her life was in order and everything was planned perfectly the way she wanted, God had other plans for her. And then finally, in verse 28, we recognize that his power and his presence can and does change everything. For it reads like this, the angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored, the Lord is with you. And that phrase, that sentence, the Lord is with you is profound because that one thing alone, that one statement alone brings forth the opportunity for us to see that God's presence is not the same. The way that we live, the way that we talk, who we are, when we experience God's presence, we can never be the same. Then came the instructions, verse 30 through 33 and 35 through 37, talk about the way that Jesus would come and the way the prophecy would be fulfilled. And, and she did learn these details about what was to come. And as she did so, she recognized the fact that God was going to change everything. Her life was going to be turned upside down because of the fact that the light was coming into the world. 
The second thing to note is this, we can't fully know. So certainly we see in the life of Mary what's taking place and the way that things are going, but we also recognize that we can't fully know everything. Some of you earlier, that you rose your hand when I said you're, you're learning or you're finding that you don't know everything. There's a little bit of honesty there, but there's probably, if we were to live, to, to look deep down at our lives and to live lives that recognize where we are and, and are very self-reflective, we note the fact that there are many things that we don't know. But we can know this, that certainly through this passage and beyond, that God shows up in His timing. Maybe you've been in places before where you're at the end of your rope, or you're, you're in a storm, or you're in the darkness, or maybe even in a positive place, and you recognize that God shows up in His timing, not necessarily in the time that we would want, not necessarily in the way that we would want, but God shows up in His way, in His timing. We also recognize through Mary's life, and even in our own, that God shows up even in the midst of our, quote, circumstances, No matter what's going on in life, God shows up. No matter what we have planned or what consequences we're living with as a result of our actions or the actions of people around us, God shows up in the midst of our circumstances. He shows up not necessarily even when it's convenient, but in his timing in a way that helps in every specific way for us to be able to know him and to grow in him. And then finally, he shows up in his power. Not necessarily just to come and to, and to be with us, but he shows up to, to empower us and to bring us into deeper relationship with him. And so, yes, Mary didn't know everything, and we don't know everything, but God certainly gives us instruction. Instruction to be intentional, to step forward, and to allow us to recognize the goodness of God. And then finally, the other thing that we don't know is others don't always know. And it's okay to recognize that others don't always know, but that's where we kind of pick up the mantle, the responsibility, the blessing of being the light in the world. Certainly this time of year is a time of year where people are open to the gospel. People are open to hearing. They're curious. What is this all about? You know, it's not just about the, the, the decorating and the cookies. It's not just about the things, the traditions we do each year, the music or the, or, 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 or the, 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 the snow. No, it's, there's got to be something deeper to this season. And the question is being answered. And the amazing thing is that God has shared with us, he's expressed with us through his word that He's given us the answer that others need, that others crave, that others desire. Our response is to step forward in this call, the same as Mary did in verse 38. Excuse me, yeah, verse 38. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Think about the people in your life, certainly some that you're going to see today, some that you're going to see this week or that you have seen and you're going to interact, continue to interact with, maybe even people that you live with, co-workers that you'll return back to in the, in the coming days, the people that you have impact on. And the reality that while Mary didn't know, she stepped forward in faith. While we don't always know, we step forward in faith. But at the same time, when there are people around us that are lost, we have the opportunity and the blessing to step forward and to help them to know and to grow and to experience Jesus. 
Last night I sang just a little bit of a song about a candle, and you'll remember we lit the Christ candle last night, and if you weren't here, I started the, the song with this, uh, or I, I expressed this song with, the, with great uh, enthusiasm and, and just belted it out, and that's not really what happened. I just kind of said the words, and it went like this. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. But the second verse is the one that I wanted to detail the most. It was this one that talks about hiding the candle or hiding your light under a bushel. Right. Somebody got it already, right? No, we don't hide it under a bushel. Instead, we express it. We share it. We, we, we allow God to be glorified in and through us. And so as we embrace this holiday, this birthday, this celebration, this experience together, may we do so not by hiding what God has done in and through our lives, but instead, let's do it excited, sharing, but with an outward expression of who God is and what he's done for us, through us, and for all humankind. And so we're going to sing this song together, and, and, and it's interesting to note that music has a, a profound impact on us far beyond simply just reading words together or even expressing them in, in lyrical form. Music has a way of, of, of permeating a truth, permeating a transformation within us. And so we're going to sing a song, and I'm going to encourage you to stand now. And as we stand together, we're going to sing this song that reflects who God is and what he's called us to do. He hasn't called us to hide our light, our candle, our, our, our what God has done for us under a bushel. No, he calls us to express it. And I think it's symbolic that this local church actually sits up on top of a hill, not hidden away behind some trees or, or back away where no one can see it, but instead up on a hill because we have the opportunity both here in this place, but also as we go back into the world to be God's hands, his feet, his mouthpiece, his light. And so I want to express this to you. And then I want, us to encourage, I want to encourage us to sing it together, to go, whatever the truth might be, whatever God's expressed to you, go and tell it on a mountain. Let's sing together. Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is born while shepherds kept their watching or silent flocks by night behold throughout the heavens there shone a holy light go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountain over the hills and That Jesus Christ is born Down in a lonely manger The humble Christ was born In God 
hearts in our salvation that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that jesus christ is born thank you again for spending time with us today Thank you especially to those of you who give to CCWC. It is through your faithfulness that makes this ministry possible. Also, if you have any questions about today's teaching or if you want to learn more about CCWC, feel free to contact our office, check the web, or follow us on our social media platforms. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do encourage you to take a moment to subscribe and share it with friends. Let this be a blessing to someone else that you love in your life. You're always welcome to join us on Sunday morning for worship, or until then, we'll catch you on the next one. God bless.